This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share. Hello Church, my name is Luan and I'm a youth coach here at Paul Ruiz. Today I'm going to share, share a message of, of Jesus Christ with you. I remember the, um, the title of this, of this message is The Righteous Shall Live by Faith. And it is, the, the message comes from, from spending some time with amazing men of God. Um, whether whether physically or just by spending some time with them in in reading their their autobiographies, um, but yo, I've been so privileged to to learn so much from these amazing amazing men of God, um, Stephen Lungu, Keith Green, Reinhard Bonke, Angus Bucken, Titch Smith. It's all men of God who, and and they all have the same thing in common which is a love for Jesus Christ. These men are completely sold out for Christ. They love Jesus with all their hearts, all their minds, all their souls. Jesus is the beginning and the end. Jesus is the all in all. And I remember the phrase that stuck in my mind when, when we were in Live Village, uh, where, where teachers is that it is all about Jesus. And today I want to I want to ask the question to you Who is Jesus to you? Who is Jesus to you? Who is Jesus to you? Not yesterday, but today. Who is Jesus to you today? Um, and I want to read the scripture. It's the opening scripture. I just want to start with the scripture in 1 Corinthians 2. It says and and I, when I came to you, it's Paul, Paul speaking to the church, it says, And I, when I came to you, brothers, did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling. And my speech and my message were not in plausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. So that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. I'm sure where you are, you, you would say, Amen. Because um, this is such a profound scripture. It, it speaks so much into the culture of, of our day and of our town. Uh, I really believe that Stellenbosch especially is a massive hub for intellectual pride. It's a place where people think that we can put our faith in intellectual words and follow such a, a self-composed religion. And today I want to bring to you the I want to I want to bring to you Jesus Christ. I want to bring Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Um, and I I just think of these men that that is so completely sold out for Christ. They looked up to so much in the kingdom of God. They're true warriors in the kingdom of God. Yet, they do not preach the gospel with lofty words or wisdom. They share the gospel with such a humility and Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Romans 1, 1 verse 16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, 
For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. I remember sitting around the table with Uncle Angus and telling him that, yo, I really struggle to, I have this desire, this fire in my bones to share the gospel, to share Jesus with people. And I, I struggle so much with the shame being ashamed of the gospel. And I remember him telling me, looking me deep in the eyes and telling me, Luan, just share who Jesus is to you. And the, my question is, who is Jesus to you today? Not who is Jesus to you, who was Jesus to you 10 years ago, or yesterday, or two months ago, who is Jesus to you today? Do you know Jesus? Do you know the man with the fire in his eyes? I remember walking into church and at the end of the service, I was worshipping six, seven years ago. I was worshipping and I saw Jesus. I saw this man with the fire in his eyes. It was the first time when I realized that Jesus paid the price for my life, that he made a way for me into eternity, that I can spend, spend eternity with him. That He's preparing a place for me and He's doing the same for you. Today I want you to consider the question, Who is Jesus to me? Did you lose sight of who Jesus is? Do you speak to Jesus? Do you hear His voice? Or are you just like me who is so ashamed of Jesus? Can't speak to Him, about Him to other people. That's my question today. Because Jesus is the, he's the author of salvation, you know. And it's such a joy to know that Jesus wants to save, He wants to deliver, He wants to heal. There's so much of Jesus still to be discovered in our lives. And I'm excited, I'm so excited to walk with Jesus because I know I do not know the fullness of Christ. And I want to, I really want to see Christ. In his fullness. I want to experience Christ. I want to hear his voice and walk with him. You know, I want to live a supernatural life here on earth in our natural world. I remember we went to Uncle Stephen in, in December on a mission trip to Malawi. And I, um, I, got, a, I got my PhD in Malawi. Um, I was so privileged to, to really <clears throat> sit next to Uncle Stephen in the car. Um, I'm really, I was really just a, a breakdown. I'm really grateful that we could spend that time with Uncle Stephen. Uncle Stephen passed away on the 18th of January and we were there on the, I remember writing um, in my journal on the 14th, 15th and 16th of January while we were there exactly a month. He died exactly a month after we, we were there. And it was such a privilege to spend time with this mighty man of God, this warrior in the kingdom of God. And get back to the story, I, I got my PhD. Um, Uncle Stephen was sitting next to me and he told me, he told me listen Luan, um, you can drive. And I drove his bucky around Malawi. It was wonderful. Uh, legend, Hilux, legend. And, and he said, 
um, do you know what a PhD is? And I said, of course I do. It's a degree you get. It's your doctor's degree. And he said, no, 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 no. I want to give you another certificate. You earn it before you go home. He said, he said you are the true pothole dodger. <laughs> um, Malawi's roads is not the best. So I'm happy to uh, obtain my first, my first PhD. Um, and I remember... When we came back on the 19th of January, in the morning I woke up, I'm, I, write in my, I wrote in my journal the morning at quarter past, quarter past three, says, I can't sleep. Stephen Lungu died yesterday morning. A true warrior in the kingdom went back home. I celebrate the, his life, a life of humility and love for Christ, abundance of faith and obedience, joy and childlikeness. My prayer is that his death will be a start of life, a rebirth for many others, the birth of faith, sacrifice, hunger and thirst for more of Jesus. Lord, start with me. And we were worshipping, just celebrating his life on the afternoon that he died. And, and we prayed the same, pray, Lord, may his life be a seed for many to, to live the same way that he has lived. And I felt so convicted because my thoughts were, no, let, let those people, let it be a seed for those people there. And I felt so convicted, let it, and the thoughts popped in, let it start with me. Let it start with me. And I wrote this in, in my journal and immediately I, I started repenting. I broke out in tears and I said, Lord, I'm sorry for my unbelief. I'm so sorry, God, for my unfaithfulness towards you. I'm sorry, God, that I so often get stuck with the things of this world that I can't trust you with my life. Um, and I want to I challenge you with the same thing. Is may Uncle Stephen's life be a, a seed that died so that we can start to live a life for Jesus Christ. And there's... There's many other things that I can remember, remember of Uncle Stephen and I'm just going to go, th go through three of those things and in between share very short testimonies. The first one is about humility. Uncle Stephen was such a humble man. Um, and it reminded me of the scripture in Philippians 2 verse 8 to 9. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. And, and this is Paul writing about Jesus. And in the same way, as we humble ourselves and become obedient to what Jesus says, to what God, God calls us to be, God exalts us. And I can really just see this in Uncle Stephen's life is how he humbled himself so clearly. How he was obedient in the small, small things. And how God exalted him so much. He, I think he preached to presidents in the White House, in the Pentagon. He preached to rugby, the New Zealand rugby team, the All Blacks, all over the world. He shared the gospel and many people have come to salvation through his life. You know, he was, a, he was a man who grew up under a bridge. He couldn't read. And he opened his Bible and said, Lord, I want to read your word after he got saved. 
His first words that he read was out of the Bible and God supernaturally opened his eyes. And what's our excuse? What's our excuse to live for Jesus? This man had nothing. We live in such a culture that we are so comfortable. We have everything around us. And yet we have so many excuses not to be obedient to God. Not to do what He says. And I want to challenge you by this. The next thing that really stood out for me was his joy of his salvation. Ecclesiastes says, Ecclesiastes 3.11 says, He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he has put eternity into man's heart, yet so that he cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. And I really want to encourage you to have an eternal mindset. To have the joy of our salvation. To know that God is preparing a mansion for you and me to go to one day. God is preparing a place for us. This is not our home. We are so generous. We're walking through this earth. When we go home, there's nothing we can take with us. We go empty-handed. No riches, no glory. There's nothing of this world that we can take with us. And I want to encourage you. To live in that space. To live in such a joy that Jesus Christ is everything. Our salvation is done. Our names are written in the Lamb's book of life. There's nothing in this world that can, can be thrown on us and keep us down. There's a place for us. Jesus is preparing a place for us. And the last, the last thing that challenged me so much was... Uncle, e- Uncle Stephen's faith and his obedience. We see in Hebrews 11 where, uh, where the author speaks about um, the author speaks about by faith Noah built the ark before it rained. He was obedient. He had faith. He was obedient. He did it. By faith Abraham lifted up his, his, his knife to sacrifice his son and the angel stopped him. He was obedient. He had faith that God would come through for him. By faith, Moses was hid in the in the reeds and in the in the in the river for three months. And God took care of him. And he was the he was the leader of the of the nation of Israel. By faith, Uncle Stephen opened up that Bible and started reading for the first time. By faith, Teach Smith bought a land, a farm of a couple million rand with his own money, with the vision that God is going to start a village for orphans and widows to look after. By faith, um, Angus Buchan held a prayer meeting in... in um, in Mitchell's Plain, thanks Jerkins, in Mitchell's Plain, um, and prayed for rain, and after, after a year, all the dams were completely full. You know, there's, God gives us faith with these small steps of obedience we need to do. So faith and obedience doesn't go apart. Faith without works is dead. Now I want to encourage you today to live by faith in obedience to Christ. And my last story before I end off is in Acts 8 verse 26 to 14 where Philip hears the voice of God 
I think he was having quiet time. He hears the voice of God and God says to him, go, go to this road. And Philip doesn't, doesn't get further instructions. He just heard, Philip, you need to stand up and go. And Philip didn't question what God was saying to him. He stood up and he went. There was such an obedience, such a faith that God is going to come through for him. When he got there, there was this chariot and he, and he heard God say, run, run the chariot, run towards the chariot, run past the chariot. And, 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 and Philip didn't question it. He started running. And I'm so challenged by this story because so often I want to ask God, God, what's, what's, what's going to happen when I get to the chariot? What's going to happen when I go there? Like I need, a, I need the full plan. And today I want to encourage you to really be bold in your pursuit of Christ. Be bold in your pursuit of God. And he got to the chariot and the, and the Ethiopian Enoch was reading out of the book of Isaiah. He was reading about Christ. And Philip asked him, what are you reading? And he was reading, now I'm reading this passage about Christ, but I don't know what it means. I need someone to tell me. Philip got into the chariot and he explained and he teached and he, and the Bible says he, he, he shared Jesus with him. He shared Jesus with him. He shared Jesus with him. Nothing more, nothing less, not, no intellectual words, no persuasion. Share Jesus, the beginning and the end. Nothing else. That's it, Jesus. And something that inspired me of Uncle Stephen was in his 60 years of following Christ, he was so, so consistent. And I want to encourage you with five things that, that, that he encouraged us with when we were there on how to pursue Christ and how to pursue him consistently. And the first thing was remain a servant. Remain a servant. We see so many people, men of God, who exalt themselves, who cannot pack out the chairs anymore before a service, who cannot do the dirty work with their hands, who struggle to um, serve their families and be with their families. Sir, ma'am, regardless of your position in life, I want to encourage you, serve the people around you. Serve your wife, serve your children. Serve the church. Come and pack out chairs. Come and do the announcements. Come and serve the church. Come and serve. The second thing he challenged us with was to remain a learner. Remain a learner. I've got one PhD. Um, and I am so excited to get many more PhDs in the spirit. And to remain, to remain a learner in Christ. Never to to feel like I've arrived, never to get a, to a place where I feel like this is where I am and I'm not going any further, you know? And I want to encourage you with the same. Remain a learner. Get stuck in the Word of God. When you listen to sermons, don't be critical. Evaluate. Be sober-minded. But open up your heart to receive, to learn. We live in such a culture of hardened hearts of cold hearts where we cannot receive, where we cannot learn anymore because we know best. And I want to encourage you to keep on learning. Keep on learning from the people around you. The third one is to remain valiant. Be brave. Be courageous. When you, when you hear God speak, obey Him implicitly. Don't wait for the next month or the next day or next hour or for the next opportunity. I want to encourage you, when you see an opportunity to serve God, do it. 
Do it. Love people around you. Be brave in your pursuit of Christ. The fourth thing is to be vigilant. Be aware of what God is doing in your life, in people's lives around you. Be aware of what God is doing in your family's life. Be aware of the situations around you, the spiritual atmospheres around you. Be aware of what God is doing. Do not, do not, do not just go blinded with like a horse with a, with this clamps, clamps on his eyes. Be aware of what God is doing around you. And the fifth one is to stay connected. Stay connected in the Word of God. Stay connected in communion with Christ. Stay connected to the Holy Spirit, to hear His voice. Pray in tongues. Do not despise the Holy Spirit, the power thereof. Do not despise Christ. Stay connected to Him. Have your quiet time. Have your devotion. And I want to end off with these questions again. And I want to leave you with this. Is, do you know Jesus? Do you know Jesus? Have you met with a man with the fire in his eyes? Have you, have you seen and touched the holes in his hands? Do you know the price that he has paid for you? The second question, who is Jesus to you? If you know Jesus, then who is Jesus to you? I want you to take out a notebook, write down, who is Jesus to you? What, what has He meant for you throughout your years of following Him? It's not who is Jesus to you 10 years ago, or 15 years ago, or 2 months ago. Who is Jesus to you today, in this moment? Who is Jesus to you today? Have you lost your passion for Jesus? I want to encourage you to write that down. To write down, who is Jesus to me today? And if there is places that you know you, you are lacking in these areas, in humility, in the joy of your salvation, in faith and obedience, or in any of those five um, factors that we, that we must consider in, 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 in pursuing God consistently, if you need to come to a place where you say, I'm sorry, Lord, I repent for where I've gone wrong, then do it. Do not be, do not postpone Repentance. Repentance is not a bad thing. Repentance brings a refreshment. It brings a place where we can connect with God, an openness. Now I want to end off with just by saying Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves the church. He has not forsaken you or the church. He's not done with your life. Jesus loves you with his whole heart. And there's nothing that can separate you from the love of God. I'm just going to pray for us. Father, I thank you, God, for every listener, everyone that's streaming in, God. Pray, Father, for such a soft heart and a repentive heart, God, towards you, Lord. Pray, God, that you would come and restore, Father, Lord, our relationships with you. God, that... We will know, Lord, the true Jesus, the man with the fire in his eyes, with the white robe that fills the temple. Pray, God, that you will come and convict us deeply, Father. Lord, that you will shine the light on every hidden sin, God. Every sin, 
everything that entangles us, Lord, to this world. I want to bless every listener, Father, that your kingdom will come in Jesus' name, that veils will lift in Jesus' name, Father, and that your name will be glorified. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for listening. Remember that our sermon audio and videos are also available on Shofar TV. Go to www.shofaronline.tv to download and share.